today on CityCast Denver. The High Plains Comedy Festival is back this weekend after a COVID hiatus. And one of the acts is my longtime friend, Justine Marino, who also happens to be the most famous person I know in real life. So I wanted to bring her on the podcast to talk about her new show on E!, her journey to stand-up comedy, and her thoughts on Denver's mall scene. Today is Thursday, September 16th, 2021. I'm Bree Davies, and this is CityCast Denver. Justine Marino, welcome to CityCast Denver. I'm so excited to be here. Uh, I'm from Denver. I'm obviously a huge fan of yours. So I'm just, I'm stoked to be on. Yay. I'm a huge fan of yours too. You're like the most famous person that I know in real life. Oh oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) That's hilarious. Well, thank you. So we've obviously, we both grew up here. Um, You're currently in LA. I feel like we've talked about this before. Did you go to St. Mary's? I did go to St. Mary's. Yes. We're both Catholic schoolgirls. Yes. And I went to St. Vincent de Paul oh. for middle, like elementary and middle school, um, which is just on university right there. Yeah. Then I just went a little further south to St. Mary's. Just all my schools were on university. <laughs> I just wondered because I, I went to Christ the King and St. Vincent was one of our uh, rivals in volleyball. So... Oh, well, as a terrible volleyball player for the uh, St. Vincent Crusaders, uh, you definitely were <laughs> a rival. I don't know how much of a rival we were. We weren't very good, but... <laughs> yeah, it's a small world. Totally, totally. So you are, you're in, you've been in LA for quite a while and you have a show on E! The Funny Dance Show. I know. It's so crazy. But yeah, The Funny Dance Show is just a show that, you know, I came up with this idea and asked a couple other comics to do it with me at the comedy store. I just, I love dance shows and dance movies. And I obviously I'm a comedian. And so I was like, what if we had comedians dance battle each other And for whatever reason, it worked and it resonated with people. And then suddenly it was just it became a TV show. It was honestly nothing planned. It it, it was a show we thought we would do live one time at the comedy store in in the little room, mind you, like in the tiniest room uh, at the comedy store, just like a few friends, comedian friends screwing around. And then it just kind of took off. It was really crazy. That's like the LA magic that you kind of dream of as a creative person when you go there. Totally. And it's crazy because you're always like really putting a lot of work into certain things. And it's always the thing that you just don't really put that much thought into. That's the one that kind of takes off, I find, which is just crazy. I shaved my chest for this. This was fire from the get-go. Yes, yes, yes. It's not just dancing. You have to beat them psychologically. Oh, it's going to be a show. These are good sound bites. Yeah, duh. That's what showbiz is, girl. I'm very proud of it, I will say. And I I will say, I think St. Mary's, you know, they were one of their selling points was like girls who who go to single sex schools are like good leaders and they they get (laughs) stuff going. And I'm like, well, done. They get stuff done, and I don't know that they had the funny dance show in mind when they were giving us that pitch, but uh, it certainly has been my experience. 
I have to say St. Mary's was always where like that was like the bad bitch school. Like Yes. Oh, and Brie, I was a bad bitch. Like, let me tell you, I'm pretty, I'm so tame right now. I basically just like do edibles now and then, which do edibles. That's how uncool I am. But in high school, I mean, that's where the nickname Justine the Machine came from because I was so crazy. (laughs) So you, you've been doing stand-up comedy for a a, a quite a long time. Can you talk about, you started doing stand-up already when you were in LA, right? Can you talk about sort of your journey to stand up? Absolutely. So when I came out to LA, it was for acting. And then I was in all these serious acting classes and I could not, I was just like, this is not the move for me. So then I went and started taking classes at the Groundlings, which is a big improv school here. Yeah, it's where a lot of people, they kind of like pull directly for SNL a lot of times. But like Will Ferrell had gone uh, through the Groundlings, so I was like obsessed with Will Ferrell at the time. So I was (laughs) like, I've got to go here. And uh, I just fell in love with comedy. And so I did improv and sketch for a while, for about, I don't know, three, two years, two or three years. And then a girl who I had been in a Groundlings class with was like, you should do this stand-up class that I tried. And people had said to me, you should do stand-up. And I was always like, no, like, that's for old dudes. Like, that's not, no, no, I'm not, that's not me. But then I was like, well, I have nothing else going on right now. I might as well, it might be a good way to, you know, access some other, you know, side of my writing brain that I haven't really tapped into. So, I took this class and just immediately fell in love. It just felt like a way better fit than the Groundlings, even though I loved it there. They're really into big characters like like the Will Ferrells and the Sherry O'Terrys and all that, which I think is so amazing. But it's not instinctively like who I am. I'm a little bit more, I think, writery and a little bit more comfortable with playing myself, you know? So. So I went and did this class and I just, I never ended up going back to finish Groundlings because I just fell in love with stand-up. And then from there, everything just kind of took off. It's definitely all my like best career stuff that's happened has come directly from doing stand-up for sure. That's awesome. And I I mean, I see the Funny Dance Show as such an extension of your uh, stand-up anyway, the persona that you carry. Um, Like you're you're a funny girl to me that I relate to. Like you're saying, like looking at stand-up comedians when you're like, I don't want to do stand-up. It's a bunch of old guys. Like you're yeah. right. I don't see, I didn't see a lot of people that were like me until I right. saw you. Oh. And then I was like, this person's talking about things that I care about. Oh, <laughs> like, that honestly, that means so much to me because I felt the same way. Obviously, I didn't know that like there were girls and girls like our age doing it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So you're coming out here for High Plains Comedy Festival, which is why I wanted to talk to you. What is it about High Plains Comedy Festival that you like or that you're looking forward to? I I cannot wait to be back. I just have to say, I don't think I've been back since, I think, 2017. Well, first of all, I mean, Adam Caton Holland, who's one of the founders, is just... All those those Grolics dudes, I will do anything they ask me to do. They are just <laughs> awesome. They're so fun. They, they're brilliant, but don't take themselves too seriously. And I just think that having him and then Karen, so she's the other big wig on the team, but they, the two of them, they just know, they have great taste, first of all, in the comics who they bring out. And it's just fun. It's a fun hang. It's, it's like, yeah, you're doing these fun, really fun shows and the crowds are great, but also they just make it 
so much fun in between. Like this this year, they have like a karaoke on Thursday, and you know, pictures being taken, which you know from my Instagram, I love <laughs> taking pictures. <laughs> I, but yeah, High Plains is just one of the you know, it's just. Denver's just a great city. It's beautiful. It's cool. Like you guys, it's, it's cool. And I feel like it's a little bit, I mean, so many people have come there obviously in the past like decade or so, but it's not like an LA or New York, but it's, it's still cool enough to, I think, hang with either of those cities, if that makes sense. Yeah. It's a, it's a really great time. South Broadway, obviously, you know, we all, our little group is all been hanging there for many years so it's just kind of like the perfect it's like my favorite area my favorite Denver people run uh this festival and they usually bring in my favorite people from outside so it truly is I would say like my favorite festival to do is there anybody you're looking forward to seeing at, at High Plains this year Ooh, well I mean I Solomon Giorgio, uh, I love. Obviously, I know him. He did Funny Dance Show. He was incredible. And, you know, he's he's a friend. But I just, I don't get to see him do stand-up enough. I'm actually excited to see just the comics that I don't see normally in L.A. Because in L.A., the scenes, there, there are kind of a few different scenes. There's, you know, the club scene and then the kind of more alt scene. And not everyone runs in you know, the same both, circles. both yeah. circles. Yeah. So it's, it's just fun to be able to kind of see people who you don't get to see as much in LA, but I would say Solomon for sure, just cause I think he's a brilliant writer and just incredible. And obviously he's gorgeous. So, <laughs> <laughs> but you make a great point. I think that, um, Denver as how Denver sort of serves, um, creatively is there might be somebody that is is really popular. So trying to see them in New York or LA could be tougher, but you can sometimes catch them in Denver at a smaller place. Absolutely. And that's what I love. And any show you see, it's going to be good because the, the Denver comics they put on are all so great. You know, the scene there, they all work their asses off and they're all super funny. And, and then they have these, you know, bigger people coming in from outside. It's the perfect mix of, because, you know, you have, like, the Just for Laughs and stuff, and that's all, like, huge heavy hitters. Yeah. yeah. And and that's a very fun festival as well. I, it's it's a blast. But this is just cool because you get to see people who you love, who you know, and then some people who you, you know, learn that you also love that you didn't know. And for as for you, what are you bringing this year? Are you... Are we going to hear some new stuff from you or? Oh, yes. Yes. Well, it's funny because since the pandemic, I don't do any of the jokes that I did pre-pandemic basically now. I It's all new material. Um, I just, I you know, I did the old stuff for a long time and it's time <laughs> to move on, you know? <laughs> so, totally, totally. And it just, it feels like we're all different from before the pandemic. It just doesn't feel authentic to me to be doing the old like, I eat so many Krispy Kreme donuts jokes, you know. <laughs> I related to those to be fair. <laughs> they were good. They were definitely good. Luckily, I've 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 handled my sugar addiction a little bit. So, it, I actually do think that stand up what I love about it is ha it has helped me grow and work through some stuff um which is very cool. Uh so, yeah. We do as girls, right? We make up all these weird caloric justifications in our head. Like, oh yeah, I can eat this entire sheet cake right now. I'll just suck on ice cubes till the end of time. <laughs> that or we work out like crazy people. 
I work out so intensely, I recently had a guy come up to me at the gym and ask me if I was training for an event. I was like, yeah, Cheesecake Factory 2014. And you have a, you have a podcast. Oh yeah, I started that during the pandemic too. <laughs> Can you I talk I about had, that? I had a busy pandemic, yes. So Justin Martindale and I, so Justin Martindale is a, another comedian. He was a judge on the Funny Dance Show. He also is you know, my best friend. We lived together years ago when we were both struggling comedians. It's called Glitter and Garbage and it's a pop culture show and we have episodes called our fangirl episodes where we have um, celebrities. A lot of them are from the 90s and 2000s because that's when I peaked. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so we'll have, we have some fun upcoming guests, I'll just say. Um, I feel like you had my high school crush Lance Bass on. Oh, Bree, you don't, I mean, you were a Lance, I was a Justin girl, but I was still just overall NSYNC everything. I, I mean, I saw them like five times in Denver. Like my dad I'm took jealous. my friend and yeah, well, we, we went to like Colorado Springs to see them. Like that's the kind of, I was psychotically <laughs> obsessed with them. So when we had Lance on and even though I had met him and hung out with him a few times, it was just still such a full circle dream come true moment. Isn't that amazing when you can connect with like artists who just were so integral to your upbringing, you know, to your childhood and teenagerhood? I know. I, anyone can do it. I was just a girl from Denver who loved the <laughs> Cherry Creek Mall, you know? <laughs> I was like, I'm going to have to bring up the mall because you and I both love the mall. That is the best mall. I'm sorry. There is no, and I live in Los Angeles and I will go on record and say it is better than the Beverly Center. It is better than Westfield Shopping Center. It is better than the Grove even. I'm going to say it. Polarizing Ooh. opinion, but yeah, I was like, that's some serious, that's a, that's a serious take. <laughs> so other than the Cherry Creek Mall, what is something when you come back to Denver, what is a place or a restaurant or, or somewhere that you, you always like to go or that you need to go when you come home? I love Sputnik on Broadway. Um, that is definitely a favorite of mine. Kachina Calori is in Cherry Creek. I really love. I'm Italian. And um, I just remember like going there with my dad before the father-daughter dance and stuff. Um, oh. Yeah. But I, I love, I really love Sputnik. I haven't been there in a few years. It's still there, right? I know. Oh, some yeah, things. yeah. And oh, this good, is, good. and that's perfect because it's right in the midst of High Plains Comedy Festivals happening all around it. I know. Yeah. So you can stop in there and you can, they've got great food. They, they, the atmosphere is just, it's a beautiful looking bar. I love it. It's cool. It's it, they have really good vegan options too because I'm vegan now, and um, they have this vegan corn dog that is so delicious. Um, and then they had I don't I don't really drink anymore, but they had this drink that I really liked called the Thor for a while, <laughs> and it was like ginger beer and jalapeno uh, jalapeno tequila, and it's it was delicious. You're like get out of here. It was disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> Justine, thanks for joining me today. Of course. This was such a blast, Brie. And here's what else is happening in Denver today. After a year-long investigation, the Aurora Police Department was found to have a pattern of racial profiling and using excessive force. According to the Denver Post, Colorado Attorney General Phil Weiser is seeking a consent decree with the department, which would outline ways for Aurora police to address and fix these issues. 
The investigation was the result of a law passed in the wake of protests following the murder of George Floyd in 2020 that gave the attorney general's office the ability to conduct such investigations. Civic Center is now officially closed to the public after barricades went up around the park yesterday. According to Denverite, many houseless community members who were spending time at the park have dispersed, making it harder for homeless advocates and service providers to find them. And where did they all go since they were dispersed? Other parks in the city, because the city had no plan for where they could go. That's all for today here on CityCast Denver. If you just started listening, welcome. If you've been here for a while and you want to help us out, please leave us a kind review on Apple Podcasts. It helps others find our show. And if you want more news, head to denver.citycast.fm and subscribe to our morning newsletter. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. See ya! I never thought I would say I can't wait for summer to be over, but I can't wait for climate change to like chill out or something. I don't know.